Yes, people. So today we look at our first short film as part of our Fantasia International Film Festival coverage. And then we speak to the man behind it. So buckle up. Let's go. So I was pronouncing this completely wrong. <laughs> we are going to look at Transylvania. I think that's essentially what this is called, Transylvania. Well, 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 people, this is this is an interesting one. Right? This is really fucking interesting because although I've watched this short didn't understand a lick, right? It was all French. There was no subtitles in on the screener. So it was, it was interesting, right? And I, I did it because, you know, I'd already arranged a conversation with the director. So I was like, yo, I've got to try and, and watch this thing and, and try and work it out. The fact is 15 minutes, that's also playing a big part into it, you know? But the film is Transylvania. I feel that's how you say it, Transylvania. It is directed by, by Rodrigue Hort who co-wrote it with David A. Kassan and Axel Worsten. It is produced by Lucy Vigler. Music is handled by the... Name for a band, man. Right? Cinematography is Julian Ramirez Haman. Uh, Marco Nuva edited the piece. Marion Perret was on casting. Production design is Nu Belquin and Gaston Potouche. Costume design is Elise Ledoux. Uh, we got hair and makeup is Louise Coudre. And our cast, well, people, um, we have got uh, Eva Ua, played by Katel Vavat. Hugo is played by Lucien Lehu. Uh, we have Gwen, played by Emma Gutier. Um, Chris. Kraspuli, played by Mary Lou Sampu. Thomas is played by Theodore Lalu. And Karim is played by Dejac Hazan Gujin. Okay, so the gist of the story is Yua is a 10-year-old girl living in a high building in a quiet town. She's an odd, lonely child, and for good reason. She's convinced of being a vampire. Fascinated by Hugo, a 15-year-old, she dreams of turning 
him into a vampire too, so that she can overcome her loneliness. When Ewa opens up to him, she gets bullied by teenagers from the neighborhood. Her in her body and soul, she's ready to act in the creepiest, sickest ways to prove her identity to the world. So yeah, that that's the um the film. And as I said, right, it was all in French. There was no subtitles, but it opens up. And, you know, it's very eerie, it's very haunting. And we just have, like, this block of uh, flats, and we hear a voice saying some stuff. And there's just this this music, like, ba-bum, 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 you know. And she's saying stuff, and you don't know what it is, but you feel it's probably not good. Right, it is probably some sort of declaration to something, right? Or a promise of vengeance. That that's what you feel that must be. So yeah, there's these kids outside the block, and they do not seem to like her at all, which is just oh. It's sad. Like, even in a different language, like, and you see these kids interact, you know it's not good, right? You know that there's some mean shit being said. And it's just a look on this little girl's face. You just feel so fucking like, oh, man, poor kid, right? But from there, we, we just see her do some stuff. We see her do some stuff, which you're wondering, right? What is actually going on here? You know, because look, there's a whole heap of people that claim they're a vampire. Remember when Angelina Jolie and Billy Bob Thornton were together and wore vials of their own of each other's blood around their necks, right? There's some vampiric kind of kink. Thing there So yeah There's all of this stuff It's just weird, it's fascinating You know, but you don't know You don't know Like she does this thing Which you, because you think If she is, wouldn't she have done it A different way Right But who knows, this is the thing She's 10 And so the film is it's just Building on this stuff and you can see that she likes this guy But yeah Definitely does not know How to communicate all of these feelings Right? And get out of her own way She's just in a house on her own You think that she's lost someone Her brother or something There, there feels like there's all of this other stuff Going on in her life so then when the film ramps up to where it's like, yo, you are just, what the fuck? Oh, my God. Oh, my God. It's, it gets crazy. It gets crazy. But I'll say this. It gets crazy in a sense, which is 
all plausible. That's the thing. It's all plausible. You'd be like, yeah, I mean, that that could happen, right? That could go down like that, yeah? And again, although, you know, there's no comprehension of what is being said, like the actors are doing a very good job of, you know what I mean, giving you these different emotions, especially at the end. There's a bit at the end and the camera is lingering and you're just like, yo, shit. Like, man, that was great. And you, when you're looking at it, you're like, yeah. Those would be the emotions, right? Because you, what, what would you be thinking? Like, fuck, but damn, right? So you're just like, whoa, what, what? This is, yeah. So we we have these good performances, which definitely helped. You know what I mean? Fill in the blanks for me here. But the end is crazy. The end is crazy. You are like, yo, what? What what next? What happens next? You know, this, I don't know if this is a proof of concept, if like this might be getting a sequel, but you but you do want more, right? You do want more. So uh, you know, this is airing as part of the small gauge trauma short block, right? There's 10 different shorts playing in this block, all going down on the 2nd of August. So, um, yes, you will also get Alex's Machine, Ghosts, Puppet Man, um, Bold Road Play, Cover Your Art, Cover Your Ears, Incomplete, uh, the Nolberto Method, Get Away, and Stop Dead. So, yes, if this sounds like it's for you, mark it down. 2nd of August, people. 2nd of August, small gauge trauma, right? It will be, uh, yeah, it will be doing its thing, um, and, uh, yeah, I enjoyed it, you know what I mean, I enjoyed it, so, you know, Transylvani, I think, is worth checking, and when you see it at the festival, there will be subtitles, right, because, you know, these screeners, they don't always, they're not always the complete finished thing, so, unlike me, you will be able to really get the whole story. So, there you go. 2nd of August, Transalvani. Right, right, right. Now, people, it is time we sit down with director and co-writer of the joint, Rodrigo Hurt. <laughs> Okay, people, so I am joined today by director, writer, Rodrigue Hurt. <laughs> Did I uh, butcher you? Rodrigue, you are. You are in English, maybe. <laughs> you are. 
Yeah. Ah, uh, okay. Okay. <laughs> Sorry, man. I'm I'm very bad with pronunciation. No, <laughs> but uh, yes, you have the world premiere of your short film. Now, again, yeah, again, like Transylvani. Transylvania, like, it's like Transylvania translated to France. French. Oh, okay. Like, right, 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 right. But in French, it's just Transylvanie. Ah, uh, okay. Ah, yeah. uh, okay. That may, yeah, because I wasn't quite sure if it was a play on Transylvania, but with the girl's name, you know? So I, I was like, yeah, oh, no, right. but right, no, it's just Transylvania in French. The French way. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, um, yeah, you, you've got your short. Just drop it. This is your it look. Is this your first short film? Uh, I shot a first one uh, last year, but uh, it was self produced and it, it will be released like um, next year. So it's not the first I shot, but it's the first I release. Okay, right, right. Because, yeah, you, you know, you've done a couple of documentaries on a, a gang of music videos. Yeah. So yeah, which is which is always, I mean, a load of big directors have come from, you know, the music scene and the yeah, adverts and things like that. But yeah, what what was it that because you know the other things were documentaries? So why did you want to jump into fiction? Yeah, well, uh, to be fair, I started filming because I was a musician and I needed some videos for my band when I was in high school. So I started shooting videos, like basically just to accompany the music. And then I started to do it for others. And step by step, I started doing music videos for bigger art artists. And then I kind of wanted to make, um, to tell stories, basically. And the, the quickest way to do it was to film musicians I knew or I met. So that's how I started shooting documentaries. Um, the same way with music video, I uh, started like with the self-produced one. Um, then I got produced and then I wanted to write my own story. I've always loved cinema and horror films in general. So mm. I wanted to start really writing my own stories and I felt comfortable at that time because I was confident in my uh, directing skills that I learned on all the shootings of music videos, documentaries. So I felt ready to dive into the fiction work. Okay. Ah, so where did the idea of this one come from? <laughs> um, it's kind of a combination. I want, I've always been fascinated with uh, vampire stories since I am a child. And uh, it's, it has been a long time since long time since I um, I was wondering about and searching for new ways to explore this lore that has been explored a lot. <laughs> of, yes. of yeah. <laughs> so I wanted to find a, a singular way and something original to say um, about it, and it was a combination of two things. Um, Actually, uh, a novel from um, uh, Matheson, Richard Matheson, the famous. Oh, writer. yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, he, he wrote a, a really small one about a, a child, uh, like he's maybe he's like 
five, seven. Um, and he, in the story, he kills himself to prove that um, he's the son of Dracula. So it's kind of the same pitch, but it was really, really different from uh, Transylvania. But that made me realize that it would be interesting to work with a character who thinks she's a vampire, but the the viewer doesn't know it and to play with um how it make it uh how it makes the viewer uncomfortable and maybe the other influence would be martin from george romero which is a a film i absolutely love because um it's you follow a teenager who's supposed to be a vampire but you are not sure and it's, uh, and and um, he's, he's doing really really nasty and uh, disturbing stuff. I, I don't want to spoil, but watch the movie; it's just great. And what I love about this movie is that um, it's not only speaking about uh, the vampire lore; it's uh, mostly speaking about a, a teenager who doesn't fit and um, feels rejected. And it's really a nasty and disturbing film, but also really emotional. And uh, that's what I wanted to do with uh, Transylvanie, is to make the viewer feel the loneliness of uh, Eva. And um... mm, mm. well, I, I will, I'll definitely say right that you were able to convey a lot with this because the screener didn't have subtitles, <laughs> so <laughs> so I was just like, yo. Um... <laughs> what, 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 what's happening? Maybe they're gonna kick into English in a minute. Okay, they're not. They're not. Okay, let's see. Let's go with it. Let's see. No. It was only. This is only fifteen minutes. It, it was able to um, work it, but I think not knowing what they're actually saying, you pay attention to like tone of voice and body language and everything like that. So just from that you were able to get that she's kind of ostracized from the group, right? That she's longing to be a part of something, but she can't get there. And then it's just watching the facial expressions. And you can see, like, when she's speaking to Hugo, like, the, there was, like, a happiness and a joy in her face that isn't always there. Yeah. And and so all of this come come out so i enjoy i honestly did enjoy this show i you know like and that's i i have no clue what was getting said but just from <laughs> that's crazy <laughs> that i kind of was able to view and I, I enjoy and the end god damn like, not, like because yeah it's difficult because you don't want to say too much and spoil but i will say the, the way you play with the camera at the end and we just see the, the facial expressions and it's just like, it, it's that look where it's just like, I don't know what to, am I scared? Am I excited? Like, what the fuck right now? Yeah. The way that like, you just see the little curl in the mouth and the, you know what I mean? The way you isolated that, that was so great. That was so great. It really brought that tension at the end because we go from like the thing and then the other expression and then that. And you're just like, 
this can't end now. What the fuck? <laughs> I need to know more. I need to know what happens now. What? Go. What are we doing? <laughs> Thank you very much. <laughs> it's really nice to hear. No, 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 no. It was just, yeah. I think you, you got some great actors. Because again, you know, I think there's a lot of things, right? I think we, we see it. There's so much content out there, right? Films, TV shows. And there's a lot of times when we're told that these people are the new stars, right? These people, the actors and actresses we should be paying attention to. But sometimes you look at the performance, and you're just like, I mean, it's fine. But then you watch a show, right? Or an indie film and you see these incredible performances these incredible of people you haven't you never heard of never heard of but they just kill it and i think it's a testament for when you don't know what they're saying but the expression and the body language gives you most of that information so it's just like yeah you got yourself a really great cast how did how did the casting come about man well, um, for the first role, we've seen maybe 50 little girls. Um, we were more into, uh, I worked with a professional uh, casting director. And um, for this role, we wanted uh, someone maybe with a bit of experience to, to tackle the movie. Mm -hmm. And then for all the um, second parts, the, the minor roles for Hugo, Emma, um, it was all um, kids from high school, from where we shot in Ren, in uh, Brittany. Ah. And um, actually, the main thing with uh, the role of Eva, the first role, um, uh, played by uh, Katel Varva, was to find... Um, we, we would have to shoot with a girl who is uh, 12, and I wanted the character to sound and to look... Um, younger. Yeah, 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 yeah. So the the first thing we we did with the casting was made them read some parts of the classic Dracula, and to hear how it sounded. Mm. So and like to be fair, Catel uh, Varva was it was. Like, I was pretty sure it was her the first time I saw her. Like, she's really, really intense. And uh, she's very smart. Shows. I could feel that she could understand everything about the story straight away. And um, she also really loved the vampire lore. And I could feel that she was having so much fun uh, imagining herself playing that role. So, <laughs> I hope, I hope it's just as long as you didn't put any ideas in her head. That, that's the only thing. <laughs> no, no, really. She, she was really having fun. So going from there, it was easy to ask her to go far, um, to, to, to like to really have, Faces that you couldn't like. I wanted an actor to a, a, a character that feels young, so you can always be between pure horror and just be 
feeling empathy for a little girl because you you always feel like the little girl is telling something she can't be uh, really bad you want to be on her side so mm, yeah mm. and Patel can go from really a cute little girl to a really intense and dark face and look so yeah she's great uh, the 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 film relies on her like uh, 100%. Yeah, yeah, no, she really gave a, a a fantastic performance there. Like what you know, the, the fact that you know she's into vampire lore that must be helpful, but is there anything that you gave the cast to help them get into the right mindset or like book or you know films you know like Dracula interview a vampire did you give them copies of Blade to to read and watch like what like yeah how do you get your your, your you know your cast into the characters like is it is it those reference points music or just sit down and have conversations with them it was more rehearsals to be fair because uh, I couldn't uh, give Cattell uh, all films to watch because she's too young and uh, I watched There two, is that, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it, it was more, uh, we rehearsed a lot, uh, especially for the big scene in the middle where she's going to see Hugo because it's like maybe five minute, six minute dialogues. So it has to be really sharp and tight. Um, mm. and so we, we rehearsed a lot and it was just going from rehearsal to rehearsal to, to rewrite with them. We, we, we wrote a lot of dialogues with them because I'm not as young as I, as I was. So <laughs> I don't really know how every, uh, kids are speaking and that's mm. the thing. It's not your language and you didn't have subtitles, so you can't feel it. But <laughs> I'm, I'm sure you see uh, uh, English speaking films where you can feel that it's an adult trying to write. Oh, like, yeah, for sure. And yeah, that's so the, hard. Yeah, I think it, it's always the, one of the biggest problems sometimes when you watch things and it's the interaction between characters and you're just like, people don't talk like that. Like, what the fuck are we, what are we doing? This is insane. No one, and it, it, I always find it funny, like, um, for an example, right? I, there was this comic book series called Secret Wars, that, um, Civil War Two. They, they had the Civil War Two, And in it, people, like, sometimes the characters be like, hey, what do you think about this second secret civil war we're in? And I'm like, why would they be? No one would be saying we're in a civil. They'd just be like, yo, this shit is fucked up, man. This is crazy. <laughs> we're yeah. going to have to fight our friend. Like, but you're not using certain words all the time. And so like you have that or, you know, it, it's just people talk, uh, talking to each other way too formally or too, you know, casually or just, it doesn't feel right. So I think, no, I think it's a very good thing that you worked with them and rewrote those scenes. You know, because I think we mostly rewrote with the teenagers because with Catel, uh, who's playing Eva, uh, the main thing was that she feels uh, she's a vampire. So she feels like she's uh, 1,000 years old. 
Mm. So in her head, she's an adult. Yes. So she tried to behave as an adult. And that's why the other ones are making fun of her. So that was the main dynamic we would try to get in rehearsals. So a, a kid trying to be an adult and teenagers making fun of her, making fun of her for that. That was the main dynamic. And mm. from there, and and then it explodes. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, yeah, I I see that. I see that. Like, um, did like other than those kind of you know changing some of the language in that those scenes? Was there anything else that changed? while we were filming did you you know the, the end or anything like that not the ending we had to cut some scenes like like usually when you are shooting an indie films and you don't have time to shoot everything and you have to make uh, like choices but the the main thing and it's a big one is that we were like the my script was all uh happening during the night Right, and then starting prepping with uh, Julien uh, Ramirez Hernan, uh, my DOP, we were like, if we have to light everything by night, we just won't be able to shoot it. Mm. So I I went back uh, home <laughs> and uh, was uh, wanted to cry, and then uh, I thought it's even better if it's during the day because it's even weirder that she thinks that she's a vampire uh, uh, and she's walking by daylight. It's just, mm. come on. <laughs> so <laughs> we went from there and when we rewrite it to happen from morning to night, uh, evening, and that gave, I think, a good structure to the film. And um, I, I really don't regret that choice. I think it gives something more to the film. So I've always been... Um, there's a quote from James Gray that uh, stuck with me. Uh, he was speaking about Little Odessa, uh, his first uh, thriller film with Tim Roth, that was supposed to be like a summer film, but they had to shoot it during uh, winter. And then it start, he, he still wanted to make it a summer movie, even though they were shooting winter, but it's starting snowing like real hard. So he just embraced it and the film is incredible with that atmosphere, with the snow. It makes like, I think that's, that elevate the film. Yeah. So I've always said to myself, if I have a chance to shoot a film one day, I'll have to embrace the unknown and make it ours and try to use it. Yeah, I think that's always a good mindset to have because, you know, you can plan as much as you want, but there's always these things that just crop up. Yeah. And it's just like, it, it, you know, you can let it cripple you or you can just adapt, you know? Yeah. And yeah, those adaptations sometimes are the things that take something from good to great. You know what I mean? So yeah. it's just, yeah, it's a good skill to have. And you know what? Like, at no point was I watching it thinking, this should be a night. <laughs> like, huh, this doesn't make any sense. No, because, you know, I think mean, it's, it's a little kid. Yeah. Right? It, it's a little kid. So you're like, 
none of it should technically make sense until it makes sense. Yeah. You know? <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, no, I was like, okay, yeah. But I think, are you going to make more? Like, yeah. is this a one and done of this story? Or is there more chapters to be told? Uh, not uh, of this story in particular, but I have um, I have a feature film project in which I want to work again with uh, Kater, uh playing also a disturbed kid, but it would be more uh, around the lore of uh, creepypastas to make it more contemporary. So the idea is to use the creepypasta lore uh, to dive into, to make the girl dive into it and go crazy from there. So, but it would be kind of an extension of uh, Transylvania for sure. That's okay. Really, okay. Yeah. Cool, cool. Like, what is it about, you know, the, the, the vampire lore that you kind of resonated with, you enjoyed, that made you want to tell this story? Like the vampire, it's pretty classic. I don't know. I, I, maybe I remember my father uh, showing me like some Christopher Lee, really classic uh, mm. stuff and playing around going like, hey, hey. <laughs> 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 and I don't know. I've always like uh, when we were going on a trip uh, uh, with my parents, I always act, asked my father to go like the to the torture museum or to the most macabre thing we could find in town so i've always <laughs> had it like this weird need to see and hear some weird and creepy stories and i don't know i was young when blade came out so it it has been a huge shock for me at this time to see a new way of using and exploring the vampire lore so i'll i've always watched vampire movies trying to find new ways and, and it's always fun to see how a director tackled this law because you can do pretty much anything with it. So yeah. I always wanted to do my vampire movie. So my first movie is done. It's a vampire movie, so I can I can move on. <laughs> <laughs> I, I yeah, I think that's the kind of great thing about it, right? Because you know, there's been so many different versions of the Dracula story told. But then also these other vampire stories. And they just do so many different things. I Yeah, I just remember that first time watching Blade. And you've just got the music. And everyone's just dancing. And you'd be like, huh, what's... And then the sprinklers and the blood. And you're like, yo. <laughs> fuck. You know, and then Blade comes in. And you're just like... Oh my god, this film is fucking great. <laughs> and yeah, Blade was awesome. And it just seems so different to a lot of the other vampire films, you know. But then we've got things like Alone in the Dark. Or is it no 30 or is it 30 Days of Night? I forget. Right. Great but movie. One one of the oh so good. Yeah. So, dance. so rough. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, like Interview with a Vampire, I thought was really good. I know, like, the t I think the TV series is meant to be going really well, but I haven't seen that yet. But, um, yeah, there's just so okay. many, you know, 
and people love Twilight, it seemed, but <laughs> I mean, I, I, mean, I didn't know about that. the the teen angst stuff. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it is, it, yeah, it's great, and I'm looking forward to Marvel's Blade when that comes. Is, like, is it on? Um, yeah, yeah, no, they they've got a director. That, you know, Marasha Ali is playing Blade. All right. Yeah. So they, it, it's they are coming back without Wesley. I don't think he's involved. I don't think he's involved. Played without Wesley. Yeah. I mean, it, it would he would be too old for the yeah. role now. But I think you could have him. Yeah, you could have him in there as a Whistler type character. Yeah. I think that would be cool. But. Who knows? Because I think the film was meant to start filming later this year, but obviously with all the strikes and everything, that's yeah. probably not going to happen unless things get wrapped up real quick. So, yeah, I don't know. But it will be, yeah, we're getting a new Blade film. I just know that. So that's I'll watch it. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> for sure. <laughs> when when you like you told you know your peoples that you got a vampire story, what what were they thinking? Uh, <laughs> for my girlfriend, it was pretty standard because I always tell her the sickest stories that I have in mind. So she was just happy. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I, I remember that I offered you, I offered her like three vampire stories uh, at the really hurry stage and she chose that one and I went for it because <laughs> that's my first she's my first uh, reader and my uh, I have a lot of confidence in her opinion so that was the first I was talking about the movie I don't know my parents uh, always, I've always been like, uh, can't you write a comedy and stop watching sick movies and write sick movies? <laughs> <laughs> that was their reaction. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear, dear, dear. Hey, no, I think your girlfriend chose wisely, man. But like, do you feel that after doing this, so, you know, from doing the music videos, the documentaries, and, and now you've got into, like, this form of storytelling, like, is this something you want to explore more of, that you feel? Uh, for sure. Like, like I'm not uh, shooting music video for maybe two years now. I've been working with the music industry for almost 10 years, and it was intense. It was great, but... Uh, it's really consuming, like it's a lot of shoots for uh, not a lot of money, uh, a lot of pressure. Uh, they always want the videos to be shoot and edited real fast and like working on fi fiction work. It's just like I've been writing this film for three years, maybe because we had a trouble financed it to finance it and to pre to prep and it's uh, it's another rhythm where you can dive into details you can and like it's it's my baby no question like uh, it's uh 
uh, it's my baby with all the team, of course, because we did the movie together, but uh, it's really personal and, and it's what I want to do now. So mm. my main focus is to write stories and uh, find producers to shoot it now. That's the, that's the goal, for sure. Nice. But I always love music, go to a lot of concerts, keep on being really open to what's new, uh, even more in the rock and roll area, because that's my main thing. Okay. So I'm really open to shoot other music documentaries. Actually, I'm, I'm, my first uh, documentary was called Is It Punk Music? which is about a London-based band. Um, I've been shooting it like uh, eight years ago now. Uh, it has been released. It's like a 50-minute movie that is actually free online. You can find it on my Vimeo. And uh, I started shooting again the band during the COVID, so remotely keeping the discussion because the movie was really about it's a two-piece band a two-piece uh, punk band called castles and they are two brothers mm -hmm. so when i start shooting the documentary they were like uh, 17 and uh, 21 so it was they are coming from the countryside around oxford so the film was basically about two brothers uh coming to the city to start that uh, their uh, adult life and having a band on the side, maybe you yeah. could say, but it their band got serious and serious and serious. They still have to work, but they are doing like Europe European tour now. So I went back to them and said, like, uh, I'm interested in keep on shooting. Like, and the idea is to shoot them like for ten to fifteen days each five years now. Mm. So oh, I've got almost ten years of coverage now. So. The idea is to go, I don't know, maybe for 20 years about it. So that's one of my really uh, long length, uh, long run projects. So no, still, that, I think that would be great. Still shooting musicians, still working with musicians. And uh, actually the, the music from uh, Transylvanie is made by uh, the Psychotic Monks, which is a insane rock band from France, really. I mean it. And they are touring all over all over the world now. So I'm I'm so honored that they accepted to work on the movie. And I think everybody knows that for horror film, music is really really important. Mm. I'm very happy with it. No, I I thought well when I saw that name, I was just like, that's such a great name for a band. <laughs> that's a great name. But it was like when this when the film opened up. And we're kind of outside and you can just hear Era talking. Yeah. And you just got that pulsing kind of music playing. I was just like, oh, what the fuck is happening here? Right? Mm -hmm. is it, like, even though I, I could understand what was being said, it felt sinister. It felt like if some, like it was either like a declaration of like darkness or a yeah. plague. You know what <laughs> yeah. I mean? It felt like something crazy was happening. So that it just felt oh, that's great music to be playing, man. That yeah, no, I I, I thought the music worked very well with the film. Cheers. Mm. Thanks mm. for the psychotic monks. <laughs> 
Yeah, I'm definitely going to have to take a look into them. Like, who else are you listening to right now? Is there anyone that you're like, oh? Mm, yeah, I, I recently discovered another London-based band who is called uh, Bad Nerves. They are so cool. It's just like really energetic and fast-paced pop punk songs. Mm, love it. <laughs> uh, okay. Okay. Like any other genres that you um, check out? I like also pretty hard techno music. So I don't know. A French DJ with pretty hot right now is Antigone, who I love also. Really long tracks and really in which you dive into really industrial. Love it. I I like it when it's uh, I like more in cinema also when it's radical, when you have something, a strong way of doing things, a strong sound or, oh, mm. you're here. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Something singular. Like, I love, also, of course, in cinema, I love Gaspar Noé. I like uh, Lars von Trier. I like uh, Anneke. I like Lantimos. I like people who go far. <laughs> <laughs> so in music it's kind of the same thing <laughs> cool no 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 so and yeah music is man it does so much right it, it does so much and i think it's just like finding the right music to accompany something is that's a that's a big thing that's a big thing like were there other people you looked at other than the psychedelic monks or for the music i was they are the first i asked so it was so great that they say yes but so i didn't had the chance to watch for others but also maybe in 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 films one of the ost that was for me the strongest in years was the one for good times a good time from uh, the Safdie brothers with uh, Robert Pattinson. Like, oh. I, could, I remember going out of the theater, like, my heart was going, <laughs> like, I was physically hit by the film. And I remember, like, the music does so much, like, the, the acting and the filming and the directing is crazy in this film. But the music is so intense. Man, <laughs> I, mm. I still remember. I, I, I didn't see the movie for a second time because uh, I feel it's a really tense movie and it's sort of a hard watch, but I, I, I will go back at it. But it's, I know it's uh, one of tricks point never who did the music. And um, it's a music that I listen to a lot when I'm writing sometimes. His albums or his OST. It, it, yeah, you can, it, uh, I go in a strange place when I listen to this music and it's, uh, it's uh, good for writing. <laughs> <laughs> ah, no, that's cool. I remember there was a film, gosh, when was it? It was uh, 22, I think it was, um, is a cowboy film, The Harder They Fall. Um, it's on Netflix. Um, okay. 
Yo, the music for that film was so good. So good. It was, and it was, there's a thing I hate is when you have a scene and then they're playing like all this sad music and it's just like, you're sad now. And I'm just like, let the scene tell me that, right? Let me, the performances, you know what I mean, inform me on the emotion of what's going on. I don't need the music, you know, because it always feels heavy-handed. So I like a film where the music isn't like a hammer. It, it's yeah. like another actor. It's another, just this, this fluid component that fits perfectly with what you're watching. And I, I just thought that, that, yeah, the music for Harder Day Fall was just like, yo, it's perfect. Works <laughs> so well. But it's funny that you are talking about the like the music, like uh, maybe as a character, but like another layer to the cake. Like um, mm. like uh, the psychotic monks, we work we work that way. Like they read the scripts. We talked about what I love, what I wanted to do. I want to have a combination between really maybe classical gothic uh, themes and something really more modern in the approach and more uh, maybe concrete music, noise, and mix, mix it together. And so they sent me like maybe 40 minutes of music, like with like four strong themes and some in prose. And um, in there, they played with uh, whisperings. Going in loop pedals and stuff like that. When I heard it, I was like, "That's perfect. That's the that's the voices from the darkness that are speaking to Eva." So it's really discreet in the film, but often you can hear some textures like this, like, mm. and those are the voices that could that Eva could hear. But it's never said like they never. She's never saying like I hear voices or stuff. But it's just in the music, like a tiny ID, just, but it feels organic. You don't have yeah. to say it or. Mm, no, I think that's how it should be a lot of the times. And especially with something like this, because you're walking that line, right? Of is this a fantasy? Is this reality? What? what's actually going on so you you want something where it's just like wait i swear i just heard something is that is that in her head or is that like what is happening right <laughs> and, and you want the the viewer just to be constantly questioning yeah so then the the impact is greater when you actually get realization of what might be going on <laughs> Thank you for being uh, uh, spoil free. Spoiler free. <laughs> <laughs> you are really uh, agile. <laughs> hey, no, yeah, no, 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 no. Because I was, yeah, I, I, I think I enjoyed it so much. Like you want other people to be able to get that same experience, so you don't yeah. want to have these sorts of conversations and be like, oh yeah, at the end. You know, when they go and pick the oranges and then everyone's <laughs> like, oh, oranges. And you're like, oh, shit, there's oranges in the film. God damn it. 
yeah, yeah. No, no, no. I, I, yeah, I want everyone to have that great experience. So, yeah, trying to keep, trying to, you know what I mean, avoid all the all the problematic bits. <laughs> so, like, because you're having your world premiere at um, Fantasia. So, like, why Fantasia? They are the first to take the movie, but we started to send the movie to festivals like uh, just some weeks ago. And uh, Fantasia has been the first to respond. And like Mitch Davis, the artistic director, sent me some really, really nice words about the movie. And uh, to be fair, Fantasia is a festival that I follow for years, like I follow the programming for years. So when I heard that it would be the world premiere, I was just so happy. And having Mitch Davis uh, saying all these really gentle things about the film is uh, like really means a lot to show the movie there for the first time. Oh man, I can imagine because yeah, you're part of the um, oh god, what's it called now? Small Joe, Small Ghost Trauma. Yes, that's it. Yeah, 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 yeah. So. Um, yeah, that I mean that's pretty cool. You're gonna, you know, it's be playing as part of like t nine other films in this yeah. kind of, you know, fun little uh, block. Yeah. On the second of. I know there's another French movie, so maybe two French movies in there. We are coming, guys. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. So do you, have you got any other dates yet for other festivals? And Yeah, we will be at uh, the European uh, Short Film Festival in Brest in November. We will be, and the, I'm really happy with that one, we will be at uh, Cours Métrange in Rennes in September, which is a, a fantastic horror short film festival, which is really cool. So... I'm happy to show it there and I'm even more happy because that's where we shot the movie. So all the all the actors uh, from uh, high school who are there will be able to come and show the movie to all their friends and it will be a great moment, I guess. Oh man, that that's going to be great for yeah. them. You know what I mean? If you're trying to, you know what I mean? Get a date with someone, be like, um, I mean, we could go see uh, the film. I'm in, and be like, "Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, okay." <laughs> and I also love uh, watching all films in, uh, like, in packed uh, theaters with teenagers. Like when it's a bit um, noisy and uh, everybody's. Uh, uh, eating something and laughing and talking a bit. I don't like it for every movies, but like for all films, I love it. So mm. maybe to have this kind of atmosphere with uh, actors and other friends would be so much fun. And hopefully, yeah. the, this the film will the room will be silent for the five last minute because they won't be able to breathe. But oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh man yeah no that that's oh man that's gonna be great that's gonna be great now that's awesome man that's awesome so like yeah people wherever you are hopefully you'll get an opportunity to see uh transylvania um and 
yeah when do you think you'll start work on your next uh, project right I'm I'm writing, so I'm starting working with producers on um, on a revenge movie uh, set up in a really tiny town in a in the punk rock scene. So rock and roll and music isn't very far. And I'm starting to write also the film I was talking about before, uh, more in the continuity of Transylvania with a girl getting crazy about pre- uh, creepy pastas. So mm. those are the main focus at the moment and uh yeah hopefully i will be able to shoot like in i don't know maybe two years if if everything goes well okay finger crossed yeah yeah no i i'm looking forward to it man i'm looking forward to it and and when you're ready to talk about them hopefully you will uh, stop by the pod man and we can have another conversation it's been a pleasure ah splendid splendid well Thank you very much for your time, man. Really appreciate it. And yeah, congrats on the film. And I hope you have a a, a fantastic premiere on the 2nd of August. Thank you very much, sir. All right, man. You take care. Cheers. All right. Bye. Bye. So there you go, people. We are done for another episode of our Fantasia International Film Festival coverage. And um, you know what I mean? That was a lot of fun. And who'd have known, right? There was no subtitles on the screener I got. So I just had to literally watch this blind. And I was still able to enjoy it. So I think that says a lot for what Rodrigo was able to put together. Now, all the links and whatnot. And also, we got the um, the other dates where uh, Transylvania will be playing. So make sure you go to the website, check it out, follow Rod and crew, right? And uh, we will see you for more of our Fantasia coverage and, um, yeah, prepping this week's main Echo Chamber episode as well. So plenty coming at you in the coming days, people. Enjoy, share with your peoples, and we will see you next time. Peace.